Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Hello, this is Tom Dunlap. I'm a partner with Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig and also the host of the Black Letter podcast. Today, I'm going to briefly discuss how to manage your business and employee obligations during the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. It has officially been declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization, and a United Nations emergency declaration, as well as a national emergency declaration by the president, has led to closures of universities, businesses, and in some cases, borders around the globe. As a business owner, it's important to understand what precautions and measures that your business should consider taking in order to best deal with the global pandemic, as well as navigating the maze of employee health, privacy, and other business and legal challenges. Here are some of the few things that we thought an employer should consider in light of the changing landscape of COVID-19. First, let's talk about workplace safety. Under the Occupational Safety and Health Act, or OSHA, and other state laws, employers have a duty to provide a safe and healthy work environment. At the same time, Implementing a broad-based ban or other business decision that's not supported by actual fact could expose you as an employer to claims of disability or national origin discrimination. So, how do you deal with this? Well, here are some things that you should consider. First, evaluate what your legal obligations are to provide a safe and healthy workplace. We suggest banning all business travel for employees to high-risk places, such as China, Iran, South Korea, and Italy, at present. You should designate a managing official to check the CDC site daily for updated countries as statuses change constantly. Develop a plan for employees that could be returning from a COVID-19 hotspot, including potentially you could require the employee to stay home for up to 14 days or the incubation period of COVID-19. You should also determine how to implement the CDC and other public health protocols and guidelines. You cannot ask an employee if they have contracted COVID-19. This may run afoul of a law called the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA, nor can you ask to get them tested. What you can do, however, is ask generally if they have any of the symptoms of COVID-19, and you can find a list of those symptoms on the CDC's website. You have to determine the rights and limitations of your business in diagnosing employees as well as excluding them from company events or locations in the prevention of COVID-19. In other words, In a specific circumstance, can you enforce an employee to stay home? Can you take temperatures or other health-related measures? This may depend on your state and local laws. I would suggest considering rescheduling company group events. Finally, in workplace safety, consider if remote work is necessary or something that your company can do and figure out what kind of accommodations you can put into place to ensure that workplace and labor laws are complied with. If you don't have a remote work guideline already, consider establishing some. You can find a number of these on the internet, and our firm is happy to help you draft them if you need help. 
When employees are working from home, there are also certain considerations. You should consider how to address at-risk employees. For example, employees with asthma or other conditions that make them susceptible to COVID-19. You can't discriminate against them, so you have to be careful. If you're going to implement a band, it has to be symptom-based. Develop a plan for all employees and stick to it. Require sick employees to stay home and develop a plan to compensate them. For example, are they going to use sick leave? What are your company's policies? And do you have a short-term disability plan? There is the potential to bend some of these rules about disability plans and compensation during this national emergency. Determine to what extent you can require employees to disclose health status. Don't require employees to get tested. We talked about that already. Test kits are in limited supply right now. From what I've read recently, places like Target and Walgreens and other pharmacy companies are developing drive-through testing facilities, which we should see in the next couple weeks. Finally, evaluate what your health plan covers for COVID-19 and publish a statement to employees so they know what their health benefits cover. When it comes to managing remote work, develop a communication plan for employees, including a way to reach employees in case they lose their work email, such as cell phone number backups or home landlines. Prepare to answer questions that come from employees about COVID-19 and remote work, and designate a point person. Determine your business liability if an employee is actually diagnosed with COVID-19 and what you have to do to protect the other employees of the company. Remind employees to be aware of bad actors. There's one out there, for example, like Mummy Spider, which is a malware computer virus that infects computers by telling users to click on a malware link in a business email about COVID-19. As you know, employees, employers, and every human being are getting multiple emails about COVID-19, and there are people out there taking advantage of this and creating clickbait that could destroy or harm your business. Finally, establish an emergency succession plan for all of your key business personnel. Normally, you wouldn't worry if somebody was out sick for a week or two, but in the face of COVID-19, you could lose an entire business management staff at the drop of a hat. So you need to figure out who you can cross-train and who needs to prioritize and be in charge of what and when. Also, anticipate the triggering of something called a force majeure clause for contracts for delivery of goods and services. In fact, it may be something your business needs to trigger as well. A force majeure clause is a clause in a contract that says if there is some kind of massive disruption, such as an earthquake or hurricane or some other disruption, which could include, in this case, COVID-19, you may be exempt or excused or relieved to some degree of certain conditions in a contract. It's important to check your contracts carefully. Finally, what are the additional measures you could take? Well, it's possible that you could offer hardship distributions from your 401k, and that's something to talk with your benefit service provider about. Maybe get the jump on that and talk to your benefit service provider and provide your employees with information about that. COVID-19 implicates a wide range of employment laws, including the Americans with Disability Act, Title VII, ERISA, and others. Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig, skilled employment lawyers, corporate, IP, and contracts lawyers are there to help you through these difficult times. Call the firm if you need any help. We look forward to getting through this together. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com. Black Letter.